Christmas. Oh, you can do better than that at all the campus locations. Merry Christmas. We want to welcome those of you at the Durham campus. Why don't you help me welcome the campuses? Those of you at Durham, Garner, Sanford, come on church, Columbia, Hillsboro, Kenya, North Durham, North Raleigh, Coffee House, New Hope, everywhere. Facebook Live, Internet, all of that. So honored that you would be here tonight to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. To celebrate Jesus's birthday today. And why don't we just pray in that spirit? Come on, why don't we pray together? Father, we, um, we're here because we just want to tell you we're thankful. We're here because you first came down. And Father, we're here because we want to celebrate who you are and what you've done in our lives. Father, I thank you for every single person who is here at any of our campus locations today, Father God. Would you pour out your spirit upon us? Lord, may this be today as we pray every Sunday all about you. May none of us leave talking about a song or a person or a pastor. May we leave today, God, talking about your son, Jesus Christ. May we leave today, Father God, changed by what you have done in us and what you will do through us. We pray it all in the name of Jesus Christ and all of the campuses said together, amen, amen, and amen. Yeah, you can celebrate them one more time before you're seated. Absolutely. Got some excited people here today. Merry Christmas 2017. So glad you are here. Hey, let's keep all the excitement going, right? Like, I want to start off tonight. I want to start off tonight with a survey, a survey. And because uh, here's the deal, at Christmas time, more so than maybe any other time during the year, we have all kinds of preferences. And in many situations, our preferences are very different than other people's preferences. Have you noticed this? Have you been out driving around these days? Right? But it's not only out there, it's in our home. Like we all have different preferences. And if you live with somebody else, you know that at times your preferences clash. And I don't know of a time where that is more heightened than at Christmas. So come on, come on. I'm, I'm gonna show you something and then I want, I want you to give me a, a loud clap for which one you prefer. Or, I mean, this is a rowdy crowd. Or if you'd like to give a little hoot and holler, you can do that too. Whatever you prefer, here's the deal. It's Christmas time. Are you a ham person or a turkey person? Yeah. Ham, oh, well, see, see, I knew it was gonna be like that. I, all, right, all right, on the count of three, all the campuses location, all those who want ham, let me hear you clap or hoot and holler. And I, uh, I will also accept bacon in the ham category. Glory to God. Thank God for the New Testament covenant. You know what I'm saying? All right, but hey, we don't want to leave the turkey people. How many of you say turkey? That's, that's pretty close, but I believe ham took it. Turkey had its day. Tur turkey had its day about a month ago. You know what I'm saying? 
All right, and then after Christmas, we'll all go back to whatever, pizza, whatever. All right, here's another one. Bing Crosby, White Christmas, or Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas. Wait, wait, see, y'all so excited, y'all just going right ahead. All right, all of you who would clap and hoot and holler for Bing Crosby. All of you who would hoot and holler and clap for Mariah Carey, let me hear you. Seriously? Seriously? It was all we could do to find a picture of her with that many clothes on, if you know what I'm saying. And if she was singing, we don't even know if she would be singing. Milli Vanilli kind of stuff. Anyway, I don't know my church as well as I thought I did. <laughs> Come on, all the campuses keep engaged with us here. Here it is. Animated Grinch or Jim Carrey Grinch? That's, that's, that's a hard one, isn't it? That's a hard one. All right. Animated go. Jim Carrey, Grinch, go. I like them both, man. But too many years when I was a kid watching the animated Grinch. I love it. I, love, I watch it every year. All right, here's one. Here's one that's going to be, this is, this is, this is split families right here, church. This right here causes divorces, unfortunately. And while my wife and I are not anywhere near that, thanks be to God, this one, this one has caused some of the most fierce arguments in our home. Fake tree or real tree? All right, all right. On the count of three, I wanna hear it from the fake tree people. One, two. <laughs> I might be wrong, but, but I think the real tree group is going to take us. Real tree! Y'all just hurt my whole cause right there. Now my wife has something to leverage. Real tree, listen, I, I know it's nice and all. It is such a pain in the butt. And like every year my wife wins out. So she won out this year. She won out this year and we, we, we did the, the Lampoon's vacation deal. We, we, got, we got a tree that's way too big this year, y'all. I mean, it's, it's crazy big. And it's, you know, they wrap it in those things so it's tight when you take it in the house. So we took it in the house and I got the scissors out and I clip, clip, boom. The thing exploded on me, man. It's like, it's like 14 feet tall and no joke. I mean, it's, it's giant. How in the world am I going to get this out of the house? Like, I, I, I'm serious. Like, I can already predict it. It, it. The end of January is gonna come and I'm gonna be all hacked off. I really, I've thought about this up and down. I've even asked people that I, that I respect their opinion and we all agree the only way I'm gonna be able to get this tree out of the house, no joke, is a handsaw or a chainsaw. So I'm gonna be in my den, my family room, with a chainsaw, cutting a tree, and then I'm gonna be trying to get it. It's gonna be all over the place, and I'm gonna be huffing, and I'm gonna be puffing, and I'm gonna be mad, and the last thing Amy Lynn's gonna say is, oh, it smells so good! <laughs> Come on, man. Anyway, 
You guys doing good? You're a beautiful group of people, beautiful campuses, beautiful staff at all the campuses. Welcome and Merry Christmas. I am so thrilled to uh, spend this time with you and so honored to know you and to love you and to serve you. I wanna talk to you about home for Christmas. About what? Home. Home for Christmas. We all just talked about all of our idiosyncrasies and our preferences when it comes to the home. But here's the question I wanna get at for you. Are you ready for Christmas? <laughs> Are you ready? Love having the kids in the house. Are you ready for Christmas? Now, I don't know if you're like this, but many of you have been asked that. And I have been asked that probably in the last month. I guess it's because of what I do, right? I stand up here and I try to make sense out of all of this stuff. And they know I'm talking about Christmas. And so I've been asked probably 5,432 times in the month of December alone. Are you ready for Christmas? Are you ready for Christmas? And I think, I think what people are really asking, come on. I think what people are really asking is, do you have your tree up? Do you have your cookies baked? Do you have all of your shopping finished? Have you mailed all your Christmas cards? Have you attended all of the parties that you need to attend? I mean, come on, it's just crazy. It's just a crazy season. And we meet ourselves out coming and going. And what do we refer to it as, right? We, we call it the Christmas rush. We try and we cram a year's worth of parties into four weeks. Oh, God help us. We completely redecorate the entire house for a four-week period. And let's be sure we bake every cookie that we have ever heard of, and then we consume four times our normal number of calories. And then just to make things more exciting, come on, we take a picture of the family, we write a letter, and we send it to every person we ever met since we were born. And I'm not knocking it because I do that, by the way. And, and if you haven't gotten your Christmas picture from us, it's out there in all the rotundas and the lobbies. Please go get it. It's from our heart to you. Merry Christmas. I'm not knocking it. I'm a part of it. But here's what I have come to believe. If we are not careful, we can get all caught up in all of that and we can miss what Christmas is all about. Are you ready for Christmas. Like, seriously. <laughs> I did not think in the preparation of this message. I, I, seriously, this is coming to me right now in the moment. I, this is a question that I wanted to ask throughout the whole message. Are you ready for Christmas? Is there a, see? <laughs> is there a more exciting question for a kid to answer? I might try to word that a little differently as the night unfolds. <laughs> I'm not suggesting that we lose sight of those kinds of things that our kids love. And I'm not poo-pooing all that we enjoy about this season. I'm just suggesting that we tonight don't lose sight of the meaning of Christmas. So for the next 30 minutes, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to take a deep breath. Wow, y'all are so engaged. All the oxygen just left. <laughs> At all of our campus locations. I want you to take a deep breath. 
I want you to relax for the next 30 minutes. And I want you to slow down. Who knows? Maybe, just maybe, we'll slow down enough to remember and experience the true meaning of Christmas. Because here's the danger with Christmas. We're just so familiar with it. Not only are we familiar with it, as I've already talked about, we get caught up in all of these other things and the masses of humanity love to embrace the goodwill of the season without embracing the reason for the season. We can disagree on many things like these preferences that I've already talked about. But here is the one central message of Christmas. God came down that you might come home. God came down that you might come home. Put another way in your teaching notes. Grab those, grab that pen in front of you. Christmas is God's way of calling me home. Christmas, why don't you say that with me? And I made it very personal for you. Ready? Go. Christmas is God's way of calling me home. And if I could give you one word, one word for the meaning of Christmas, it's love. It's what, church? It's love. My good friend, Max Licato, in his book, God Came Near, one of my favorite books to read, Try to read it about every other year or so. Max Lucado said this about the Christmas season. He said, that particular moment was like none other. For through that segment of time, a spectacular thing occurred. God became a man. While the creatures of the earth walked unaware, listen to this, divinity arrived. Heaven opened herself up and placed her most precious one in a human womb. The omnipotent in one instant made himself breakable. He who had been a spirit was now pierceable. He who was larger than the universe became an embryo. And he who sustains the world with a word chose to be dependent upon the nourishment of a young girl. Listen to this. Oh my. God as a fetus. Holiness sleeping in a womb. The creator of life being created. God was given eyebrows, elbows, two kidneys, and a spleen. He stretched against the walls and floated in the amniotic fluids of his mother. God had come near. That is what Christmas is all about. Young person, those of you who keep yelling out that you're so ready for Christmas, I'm excited for you, but it's really about God coming down that we might go home more so than it is about the gifts we get on Christmas morning. Parents, you can thank me later. <laughs> One year I asked a little girl, I asked a little girl, I said, did you get everything you want, want for Christmas? And she said, no, but that's okay. It's not my birthday anyway. 
I thought, that's a good family right there. God came down that we might go home. What is Max getting at there? He's, he's making sure you and I understand the personal nature of Christmas. You'll see this in your teaching notes. Fill it in. The presence of God is most powerful when it is most personal. Hello. The presence of God is most powerful when it is what, church? Most personal. So why don't we just stay settled into the moment? And why don't we read the Christmas story together? It's why you came. There's nothing like the old Christmas story. And why don't we, in honor of God's word at all of our locations, why don't we stand and read God's word together? Luke chapter two. Luke chapter two, starting in verse four. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Verse eight, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were, they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to, to you. A savior, let's go. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. May God anoint and bless the reading of his word and those who hear and heed it. Amen? Amen. You may be seated. God came down 
that we might come home. God came down that you might come home. Are you ready for Christmas? Yes. I love it. I'm gonna enjoy that all weekend. Are you, are you ready to come home? Maybe for the first time, come on, come on. Or maybe for the 10th time, or maybe for the 100th time. And some of you are here and you're guests and you're just checking us out and maybe you're here and you've been coming for a long time and you've never really had a moment where you've, you've come home to God. And you're sitting there as I'm talking about coming home and, and here's what you're wondering. Well, what, what do I expect? I mean, what, what can I expect, Pastor? If I'm gonna come home to God and I'm gonna truly embrace Christmas, what can I expect? Here's what you can expect. You can expect to come home to his love and forgiveness. You can expect to come home to his what church? His love and forgiveness. This is what the apostle Paul was saying in Ephesians 3.18. You can read it later. But Jesus intentionally left his throne room position in heaven, came down to planet earth to grant for you and to grant for me and to grant for any and everyone who will ever come to him love and forgiveness. God wanted to demonstrate how much he longs to have a relationship with you and how much he loves you. Ernest Hemingway, the great, wrote a story about a young man named Paco who ran away from home and went to Madrid, Spain. Paco was estranged from his father. And as you might imagine, like any good dad, like the dads in this church, his heart was heartbroken. He wanted to be reconciled back to his son. And he didn't know what to do and he didn't know how to find his son. Finally, in desperation, his father went to the newspaper and took out an ad. And he put it in a personal column. And he said this in the ad, Paco, all is forgiven. I want you to come home. Meet me tomorrow at 12 noon in front of the Hotel Montana. The next day, the man showed up, the father, and was blown away to find 800 young men had responded to the ad. 800 Pacos were estranged from their father. Friends, please don't miss this. Your father wants you to come home. Maybe for the first time, or like I said, the 10th time, or whatever the case may be, God wants you to come home. Christmas is God's way of saying, I love you. I love you and I want what is best for you. God loves you, listen to me, on your best day, God loves you on your worst day. God loves you when you trust him. God loves you when you don't trust him and you can't quite find faith. God loves you when you are sober. God loves you when you are drunk. 
God loves when you feel confident and strong. God loves you when you feel insecure and weak. And you might argue, you might be sitting there and you might be having this mental gymnastics in your mind and you're kind of arguing with me and you're thinking, you know what? You don't know me, pastor. I've done way too much. I've gone way too far and God has given up on me and I wanna tell you it's not true. It's not true. God will never give up on you. And he loves you more than you could ever imagine. And he loves you way more than this mere mortal could ever try and articulate. God loves you. Here's the second thing you can expect. Here's the second thing. You can expect to receive his peace and strength. His what? Peace and his strength. One of my favorite verses in the Christmas story, and we read it earlier, maybe you called up on it, it's, it's the part about Mary. I don't know why, but I've always loved this verse and I've always been incredibly intrigued with this verse. And maybe this is because I deeply desire, my whole life I've been looking for peace. And many times I've run and looked for it in all the wrong places. But I love this verse of scripture in the Christmas story where the Bible says, glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth, you remember it? Peace, exactly, to those on whom his favor rests. How's your peace today? <laughs> how's, your, how's your peace in the world in which we lived? And if there's anything that's powerful about having children here, I just gotta say this. They actually remind us how beautiful it is to be a child and how beautiful it is to have unadulterated faith and to still be so beautifully positive about the world. How's your peace though, grown person? 21st century is a challenging place to live. U.S. News and World Reports came out in an editorial and they said this some time ago. They said, we discovered, I think it was about a decade ago, we discovered that our nation isn't terror-proof, our mail isn't germ-proof, our economy isn't recession-proof, we've discovered that our job isn't layoff-proof and our investments aren't foolproof." After a decade of confidence and rising fortunes, we face an uncertain future. Can, can we just keep it real for a moment? Life in the 21st century is not for the faint of heart. And if you are not grounded into Christ, then it's almost impossible to have peace. This, this is why you need to be so grounded into Christ. He is our only source of peace. These are challenging days. You guys remember Paul Harvey? <laughs> remember Paul Harvey? Young people are like, Paul who? <laughs> if you missed out on Paul Harvey, you missed out on a great voice. Paul Harvey said this. I'll never forget the day I heard this. He said, in times like these, it helps to remember that there have always been times like these. 
So even though we can talk about how difficult it is in the 21st century, the truth is the world has always been fallen. And don't get too caught up and consumed with thinking that it's so much worse today than it was back then. In times like these, it's helpful to remember there's always been times like these. And if you know Paul Harvey, I can still remember him with his signature sign off. Do you remember? Good day. But these are challenging times. Christmas reminds me, write this in your teaching notes. Christmas reminds me that I can reconcile my imperfect circumstances with a perfect God. That's a good place for an amen, church. Read it out loud with me. Ready? Go. Christmas reminds me that I can reconcile my imperfect circumstances with a perfect God. Seriously, seriously. Where do you go for peace? Where do you go for strength in your life? As a pastor, I can honestly say I've been in hospital beds. I've been in all kinds of situations and visiting all kinds of people. I don't know how people do it without Christ. I have no idea. Jesus Christ himself, after he was a baby, he grew up and he said these words in Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 through 30. And this is the message translation. It's my favorite translation for this particular passage. He says, are you tired? Notice the children didn't say anything there. <laughs> are you tired? This is a verse for, for, for adults. This, this, this is a passage for parents. Are you worn out? Burned out on religion? Come to me. Listen to this. This is Jesus. Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. And listen to this next phrase. I love this. Learn the unforced rhythms of what church? Of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn how to live freely and lightly. Hey, listen to me. God never intended for you to live a life without strength and without power and without joy. He never intended for you to live a life without peace. This is why he says, come to me. And if you don't have those things, it's a clear indication that maybe you're not trusting God. That takes us to the third and final thing I want to talk to you about today. You can expect to receive hope and joy. You can expect to receive what church? Help me out. Hope and the founding verse of this church. 15 years ago, it's still the founding verse today. It's probably because it's one of my favorite verses. It's the heartbeat. It's the heart cry of this church. It's Romans 15, 13. Read it out loud with me. Romans 15, 13. Ready, go. May the God of fill you with all joy and as you what? As you do what? As you trust in him, continue with me, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. May the God of what? Hope fill you with all joy and peace, which is an indication, follow me, 
Again, if you don't have joy and peace in your life, by sheer process of deduction, it tells you and it tells me, I'm not trusting God enough. I'm not coming to God enough. I'm not walking with God to have those unforced rhythms of grace. God came down that we might come home. That is what Christmas is all about. That is what it means to experience Christmas. One of my favorite passages of scripture is the prodigal son. We all know it. Father has two sons. The younger boy decides he wants to go off in wild living. And he says, he says, hey, God, give me my inheritance. Not God, Father, give me my inheritance. Father gives him his inheritance. It was basically the boy's way of saying, dad, you know what? It'd be okay if you were just out of my life, maybe gone forever. The dad gives him his inheritance. He goes off, squanders it, the Bible says. That's a good biblical word. Squanders it in wild and riotous living. The Bible says the boy was so desperate that he, he was eating food that the pigs ate. He was living in the pig pod, basically. He got so down and out, he hit rock bottom so hard that the Bible says he got up and he came back home. He didn't even get all the way home and his father came running out to him. He couldn't even get a syllable off his lips before the father said, come here, boy. Put a robe on him. Put a ring on his finger. Put sandals on his feet said, kill the fattened calf. That's what a good father does. That's what God does. Listen, when we come home, our productions team put together a video. Oh my. They put together a video to show the power of the prodigal son in a sense by looking at earthly relationships to show what it looks like to be an earthly dad, but for us to be able to maybe just step back on this sacred evening and let God maybe open up a window for us to look at his grace and his invitation to come home. Check it out. When I was growing up, you always told me, actions speak louder than words. And you showed me that every day. I remember all I wanted to do was grow up and speed through life. But when life got too fast, you always slowed down for me. It wasn't enough for you to say that you were there for me. You wanted to be there with me. I know sometimes I wasn't easy to love but you were still with me, even when I didn't want you there. 
needed you most. You were never too far away. You always knew exactly what to do to make the world seem okay again. Of all the things you've done for me along the way, I will never forget how you love me. I remember when you were a kid, nothing could slow you down. And that was fine by me. You didn't need to know the sacrifices I had to make along the way, because that really wasn't important. job by our productions team. Are you ready for Christmas? So much fun. Let me be clear. I'm not inviting you to be ready for Christmas in the sense that all your shopping is done or you got everybody the right gift. I'm inviting you to come home for Christmas so that you can wake up tomorrow and be at a place in your relationship with God that will fulfill the very purpose for which he came down in the first place. Let me be clear. I'm not inviting you to come home to a religion. I'm not inviting you to come home to a church name, New Hope. I'm not inviting you to come home to a mere mortal, a, a, a human being person. I'm inviting you to come home to a God who loves you so very much that he sent Jesus Christ to come to planet Earth for you. And I'm not just inviting the adults here. Kids, listen in. Maybe you're a young person here and today is the day that you actually receive the greatest gift the world has ever known. 
The Bible says this, and I want us to read all of this verse together, if you will. It's 2 Corinthians 6, verse 2, out loud. Ready? Go. For he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you. And in the day of salvation, I... Now read this last part really strong. Ready? Go. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day... The day of what? Now. Now. It's time of salvation. One story and I'm done. Uh, True story. Um, Old home place in Georgia. Or as they say down there, Georgia. In, in, In Georgia. And old home place had a field out in front of it. And way across the field, there was railroad tracks that would bring a train down through two times a day. In that home was a family and the young boy, kind of like the prodigal son, one of the sons just went wild, went, went crazy. The family grew up in church, but he left church. He left family. He left it all, moved away at a very young age. was a high school dropout. Eventually, though, even in his wildness, decided he was gonna serve our country. He fought in our country during World War II. The whole time he's estranged from his family. The whole time he's kind of running from God still. When he returned from the war, he got back to the United States. And as soon as he hit stateside, he picked up the phone and he called the old home place. And secretly he was hoping his mom would pick up the phone because his dad was kind of, you know, a little more tough, a little more challenging, a little more hardcore discipline, kind of was the one that told him, hey, if you aren't gonna live by our rules, you can hit the road. And that's what he did. Sure enough, his mom picked up the phone and he said, hey, mom, and of course, there's nothing like a mother's love, right? And she was, she was so happy to talk to him. And he said, hey, mom, I'm stateside. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering if it'd be okay if I come home. And of course, mom said, yeah, come on. We'd love to have you. And he goes, yeah, but I, just, I have to know, is it okay with dad? I had a feeling, mom, that you would say it's okay, but is it okay with dad if I come home And here's what I want you to do, mom. I want you to talk to dad. And if it's okay, I'm gonna get on a train tomorrow and I'm gonna come down by the home place. And he said, when I come through that area, if it's okay with dad, I know it's okay with you, mom, but if it's okay with dad, will you take one of his white handkerchiefs and will you just hang it out front on the mailbox? She said, yeah, yeah, I'll go talk to him right now. The next day he gets on the train and he's coming through Georgia and he he comes around the bend and the old home place is over there across the field and as soon as he comes around the bend, not only was there a white handkerchief on the mailbox, the dad and the mother had taken every white sheet in the house and they had hung white sheets all over the old trees out in front of the house. They had actually gotten up on the house and hung white sheets on the corners of the house. They took white towels and they put white towels all over the yard. And sure enough, he came around the bend and the old home place was covered in white. Hey, I know I don't know some of you and that's okay, I'm glad you're here. I get the privilege of telling you today that there are still white 
sheets on the hills of heaven saying to you, hey, I came down so that you might come home. I love you that much. Christmas is my way of saying, I love you. Come home. It's a revelation. It's a revelation of God. That's what Christmas is. It is an incarnational revelation. And every revelation, listen to me and I'm done. Every revelation requires a response. Every revelation always requires a response. So you're either tonight going to say, God, I come back home to you. I've wandered away, but I come back home. I'm sorry, forgive me. I'm yours. Or you're gonna be coming home for the very first time and you're gonna say, God, I never understood that you love me that much. I never knew that you wanted to have a relationship with me. So I'm coming home. Or you're gonna say, count me out. No thanks. But hear me, that's a response. That's a response to a God who came down that you might come home. All heads bowed, eyes closed at all of the campus locations. I wanna have a sacred moment of prayer. Father, I wanna thank you for these beautiful people. God, I'm just so honored that they would come to our church today. Some come here all the time, Father, but others are guests from out of town. Others are folks that live nearby and they just decided to check us out. God, we thank you for the Christmas story. And we thank you, God, that it is an invitation to come home. To come home in an eternal sense, to know that we are in a right relationship with you, that our sins are forgiven to know that when we die, we will not go to a place called hell, but we will actually enter into a place called heaven. Not based on anything we've done, Lord, but based upon what you have done in sending Jesus, who went from the cradle to the cross. If you're here today at any of our campus locations, and you wanna come home tonight in a very spiritual sense. On the count of three, I'm gonna ask you to do something bold. I'm gonna ask you to lift up your hand. All heads are bowed, eyes are closed. The raising of your hand, let me be clear, does not save you. But there is something profoundly powerful when you lift a hand to signify and indicate what is going on inside your soul. If you're here today and you wanna come home to God, you wanna receive the gift of Christmas, on the count of three, just raise your hand. One, God loves you so much. He formed you in your mother's womb. He has a purpose for your life. Two, God sent Jesus Christ 
that you might return and be home with God, not just today, but forever. And that same God who sent his son, Jesus, allowed his son to be crucified for your sins and mine, that we might come home and have life evermore. Three, if you wanna receive them, just raise your hand, just lift them up high, just lift it up. Hold them up, hold them up high, hold them up, wow. Keep praying, church, hold them up high, I wanna pray for you. I want you to know I see, oh Lord, I see all of you here. Balcony, I'm watching you, praise God for you. Keep them up high, just lift your hands to heaven. I see you, five or six in this center section. Five or six here, wow, I see another 15, 20 over there. See you on this side of the balcony. Campuses, I trust by faith, hands are popping up all over the place. Keep them up, keep them up, I wanna pray for you. Lord Jesus, these are your children. They're reaching towards heaven. Father God, declaring that they are coming home to you. Why don't you just say this prayer? You don't have to say it out loud with me. Just say it in your spirit. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for coming to earth. I receive you today. I come home. Forgive me of my sins. I turn from my sins. I repent and I turn towards you. And then say this last part in your spirit. Say, Lord, help me follow you all the days of my life to the best of my ability. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ and the people of God said together, amen, amen. Come on, church. Praise his holy name. Come on. He is worthy. Come on, you can do better than that. Celebrate. Heaven is rejoicing right now. At all of our campuses at the bottom of the program, that was a lot of hands that just popped up and it was like that yesterday. And on the bottom of the program, there's a perforated card. If you just had your hand up, would you fill that out? Mark, that I just accepted Christ. And then if you'll go to a designated location at all of our campuses, we have a Bible that we wanna give you. It's completely free. And um, if you have one, that's fine. You don't have to get a Bible, but still drop this in. We'd love to come alongside you and help you grow. Hey, we love you guys at the campuses. You are in great hands with your worship teams. Everybody try to stay put at all the campuses. You do not, trust me, you do not wanna leave for this final Song. Hey, we love you. Can you help me sign off to all the campus locations? Love you guys.